Won't you please make this? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Please Make This Socially Distant Edition. Uh, my name is Laura Petro, and I'm one of the hosts. Uh, my name is Spencer D. Blair, and I'm also one of the hosts. And I'm Hobart Thompson. Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I went through the whole setup of the mic stuff to open it, so mm-hmm. I, I might as well use the punch <laughs> with the uh, And during our time in quarantine during the pandemic, we've been taking lots of suggestions from our fans we've on social insane. media. We've gone insane. Right now, if you're listening to this episode, you're <laughs> caught, catching us in part two of three of our first ever endeavor to write an entire feature film. And this, uh, we are, we're writing an entire major motion picture uh, about Candyland, the board game. <laughs> There's no way to yeah. make it sound cool. <laughs> no, I know, no, I know. No, it's, as you said, as you said, this is our this is our effort to just rip the bandaid off and write our first feature. And you know, it's just like we're just like like just trying to lose our virginity. It's like this, yeah, yep, this will yep, do. Yep. And honestly, guys, I'm gonna say it. Uh, yeah. Where this, we... this concept's cute, <laughs> but this is also super interesting because now for the first time in a pitch, we have a starting point. And we're going off of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and also, much much like uh, losing your virginity, it's like uh, impromptuly, I'm now kind of regretting the, per- the, the, the person we choose. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I love that uh, we're doing this. Yeah. I you know, years we're, back, we're you'll start, look back at this Candyland. and be like, that's fine. <laughs> Fond memories of Candyland, but I, I see why we didn't end you up You know what? Together. You guys are going to look back at this and say, you know what? It was Candyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget it. And yeah, nobody can take that away that it is Candyland. It is It is Candyland. Uh, uh, boy, oh well, boy. Actually, before we jump into the specifics, uh, uh, but I wanted to kind of nail some stuff down about our film. Because we had some different takes that I feel like we should uh, kind of iron out. And the first one I want to talk about is, do they swear in this film? <laughs> I guys, I almost asked that in our group chat, and then I was like, ah, they can probably go without it. I think they can swear in this movie. It's PG thirteen. You said we said PG thirteen. It's true. Okay, okay, yeah. I guess uh, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I wrote, I started writing swears, and then I was like, oh no, it's Candyland, and changed it to like, oh gosh, oh gee. Uh, that's yeah, very no, pumpy, I, I think you've just been watching a lot of uh, children's movies. That's also it. We did watch Scooby Two Mon- Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed last night. Wow. The whole wow. film I watched, and I the what whole time I was like, "What's done to you?" <laughs> it's not Air Buddies. It's not Scooby Doo. It's Liz Getty. They've broken me, and now I watch children's films. And Liz Getty makes a great right. plumpy. I, I've said it before. I'll say it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, taking really that to my grave. Too. Liz Liz Getty I, was was a great plumpy is a great plumpy <laughs> i asked liz i was like do you want to play plump- plumpy and they said what and then i sent them the picture of plumpy and they're like oh yeah <laughs> the moment liz started talking i was like they get it they're there <laughs> mm-hmm. delightful scamp, little rascal springing forth from zeus's head fully formed <laughs> is our plumpy uh all right so uh i yeah i think that i mean i wanted to have like a little bit of an edge yeah it i think there needs to be some edge in there very like uh yeah very like direct-to-video okay action. like we're they're gonna run into like a, a bible at some point <laughs> if that's the tone we take <laughs> it's gonna feel so yeah what have the air buddies films done to you hobert that now you're like there's gonna be a bible in here somewhere I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm always looking for. Whenever that movie doesn't swear or the, or the characters like, don't drink or anything, you're like, uh-oh, where is it? Um, 
Oh, is that is that kid who does graffiti gonna die for? Oh no, he's a Jesus figure. <laughs> no, no. Um, oh no. Uh, the other thing I wanted to nail down was Hansel and Gretel's personality, uh, mm. their personalities, because we kind of uh, uh, we kind of set them up in different ways. Hobart, I think you had. We also did it off mic too. We we talked a little bit yeah. about our scenes in between uh, in in our chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just mean like their personalities distinct from each other because um, yeah. I wrote them both as kind of like fun loving goofs, mm-hmm. um, and then you both kind of had like one having more of an edge than the other. Yeah. And so yeah. I uh, and I, I I don't I really I mean I, I don't want to tell on myself here, but uh, I. Uh, I, I was really kind of inspired uh, for the, the, the Hansel and Gretel I wrote by having started recently watching Lodge 49. Yeah, you did mention that. Now yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I didn't exactly do it, but like the whole and vibe is like one of them kind of believes things are always going to turn out right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had never seen Lodge 49, but it, yeah. for me it just kind of felt like it, it would be nice to make Gretel a, like a, a, a little bit drier and a little more driven. Without yeah. being like a bitch, you know. Yeah, yeah no, and that's I, what I, I really to, wanted. I, I wanted her, her to be like strong, but like believable and like likable. Yeah, I, I, I was. I kind of imagine the the thing about Gretel I like is that uh, I like to imagine that she's the one in the story that feels the most actually real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's, like, someone who could live in our world. Whereas everyone else, to some degree, maybe Hansel nuts as much as the others. I mean, they live in, they live in Candyland for a fuck. Like, that's where they're... Yeah, the and I think they're, they I think they're both... I think they're both a little jaded from Candyland. Yeah, Just yeah. maybe Gretel a little that, more so than... Are you trying to say that everyone in Candyland is a little bit sweet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go yeah. home. I'm I so sorry. Exactly <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like that. I can, I can yeah. go ahead and mess with that and have... Uh, Gretel be a little bit drier than Hansel. Yeah, just a little bit drier. And I think the way Sierra read it still played in with the, the way your script yeah. was. Yeah, so. uh-huh. it, it 100% yeah. Worked. She got She was so in character by the time she got yours. She kind of gave it that if you intended mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she it had these positive sounding lines that were a little bit drier, and yeah, I liked it. Because I think also part of the character that we can that is fun about writing for that character is that they also take that same attitude toward these insane things they meet. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we're here at the Gates Licorice City. We're going to use these licorice ropes to scale the walls, watch out for licorice bats. Yeah. I mean, that's a completely normal sentence well, coming out of my mouth. I'm yeah. not happy about and what, it. And what's, cool about, city. and what's cool about Gretel is like she still like worries in the face of danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she's not like yeah. unfazed by anything. And that's uh, something that's, that I think that's, that's really important that's like to remember. That's thing I want to talk about Hansel and Gretel is we keep kind of play them up as being like the heroes of this land that have to help. Like when like shit goes down, like are they really good at fighting? I think so. Yeah, and, okay. but I think like, I was I think, kind of wondering how they fought. But I think like just some things like catch them by surprise because it's like again they've mm-hmm. never been to this part of Candyland before, which is something uh, I had written into mine and then pitched to both of you guys in the chat because uh, I thought that would mm-hmm. add for a little more flair. And also I make mean, them a little a little less jaded and dry, so they so they wouldn't be like, "Great, coming up on Jolly again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like I really like the decision to widen the world out. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. That this is their first time over, really, in this direction. So it's new for them, but they have they are familiar with the world. Yeah, yeah. It's like they've heard of things, but like they've never been there. 
Yeah, we we did. We also reader, as you probably gathered, uh, also talked about some details off mic, just kind of yes. fill in some of those. Because we had talked so big picture in the last one, mm-hmm. that we had to do some detail yeah. just to keep us all going in the same direction. And one of those things was the imaginary conflict, the candy war between <laughs> Candyland and, and Chocolate Chocolate Land. Land. <laughs> because Excellent. i noticed one day and I, I was like i was trying to pick out different places to reference when i was writing and i, I realized like looking at it uh, that there are no chocolate spaces isn't that weird yeah i guess the popularity is chocolate i, I thought glossy yeah. was chocolate but now he's a molasses, molasses and that's different yeah. i mean i yeah. think i think he's had multiple interaction uh, like uh uh multiple versions of himself i think, I think he was he's a been fudge like a, man later i think he's been a fudge monster too what uh, but he also just looks well, like sure a big more, piece of shit I'm sure with that, that's, they, like, that kids understand more these days than molasses candy. I don't think a lot of them are having that now. That's yeah. fair. A, a bit of honey uh, for me. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I just imagine then there was a conflict where a, a, there was a chocolate nation. <laughs> and, and when the chocolate nation attacked. Everything changed. <laughs> me and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. The four elements. <laughs> and when the world yeah, needed uh, the Hansel and Gretel, they disappeared. All right, so then I'm imagining... I'm sorry, Cupcake I'm Man, the last airbender. Sorry, that's the last thing I had to say. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think they should be good fighters, but not Avatar level. Oh, like absolutely not. Like, they're not, like, in, uh, like uh, inhuman, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the guiding lights I was writing mine under was like uh, uh, the the the, Con- the original Conan Barbarian with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the John Milius movie, and uh, just like just like taking itself really seriously, but it's still just like about someone who is who like fucks up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You know, not in- I've always said that Conan the Barbarian is the perfect analogy to Candyland. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It does feel like, it, it feel like we're writing. Uh, if you removed all the the uh, blood and dark magic and violence from Conan the Barbarian, the world that fudge. you would have to create to censor those elements would be candy. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, they're breaking into the candy temple where where uh, the guy can turn into a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And he cuts his head off, and there's a bunch of hot chocolate syrup. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is truly just us making a, uh, a, a version of Conan the Barbarian for Bible school. <laughs> but up? with swears. But with, with swears. Swe- some light swears. With pinky swears. And normal um, swears. Yeah, they, 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 they shake pinkies and say fuck into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Every 15 minutes just to make sure you got it. Yeah, just to make sure you got it. Just to really, just like skirt right underneath that R rating. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna use as many fucks as we're allowed. And then we're gonna show boobs at some point. <laughs> Oh hell PG-13. yeah! PG <laughs> thirteen. Uh oh, they they have to bathe in the in the saltwater uh, river. Yeah, I don't know about being Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> well, no, they're they're not looking at each other. They're brother oh, okay. and sister. They're twins. <laughs> yeah. um, so it could be like it could be like a like a hot candy princess, you know? <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> What's up? Um, um, is there any other inconsistencies we have to talk about? Uh, or like sure things are, we want to nail down them. or should we just go into this like what part two i mean i i would also know to lobby one thing that we talked did we discussed uh uh, uh to, to ch- change from our first conversation was i think definitely after writing for the character and enjoying it a lot but also uh devin middleton's reading uh, i think bon bon bard should return yeah yeah i think because i actually like the idea of he's like sort of like uh he's our uh uh he's our he's like the handler 
You know, he's almost like Gandalf in that he can just like kind of go around, but he can't do a lot because his hands are like tied yeah. behind his back. I'm almost I, the way I think he's bad. The, I think Bon Bon Bard. I is think like he's a, bad, a bad too. Spot. The way you wrote yeah. Bon Bon Bard, where he like kind of lied about the story, makes mm-hmm. it seem to me like he's the bad guy. Well, because it and he's seems, trying to get like, rid of King Candy and Lord Licorice. Yeah. Now I want to know. Like Bon Bon Bard probably knows that that the story he told was not right, and we're about to reveal later. Well, and soon in this part that Lord Licorice didn't kidnap her. So what does Bon Bon Bard know? And why did he drag Hansel and Gretel into this situation? It's not what we I have to answer. I think he's the, uh, I think he's the, um, uh, the, he's, he's, yeah, he's the mouthpiece of the king. He spreads lies and rumors well, that benefit the king's image. So there is that. There is also the thing that we just kind of talked about and uh, is kind of a glaring thing that I'm noticing now is Bon Bon Bard is chocolate. He's a bonbon. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, because he's, are you saying that he ultimately will betray them because he can't be his, his true nature? Just because he has a cordial filling doesn't mean he's not chocolate through and through. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, a cordial filling. That's really good. Um, uh, you used that one, didn't you? Uh, I talked, well, I talked to him about him having a cherry center. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, like, maybe he's playing both sides. Trying to destabilize so Chaco Land can get back in the game. I mean, I, I I don't dislike that, but I do still want to keep the King Candy's bad. Okay, King Candy should be bad. I guess we need to. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. That's I, such a good ending. I would love to figure out is Bon 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 Bards on the uh, side of King Candy, or is he pretending to be that while he's really on Chaco Land's side? Is that going to be a big reveal at all? I don't know. Does that make? I feel like that makes it too complex. Yeah, yeah I just is that like, too I, much? I feel like that's like international espionage. I I just thought it was just that he was hoping that if he got uh, the the bon bon bard to rile those kids up, they would go and they would kill his most uh, uh, menacing political rival. Yeah, you know. I like that. I think that is. I think yeah, bon bon bard's trying to puppeteer for the king, but the king's puppeteering yeah. bon bon bard, and that's the well. In a, in a way, I, I think that the king king candy doesn't know that uh, uh, the kids that they've grown up. Like he doesn't know that they've changed. Yeah, I honestly... so before it was just like did to tell him to go kill uh, king. Uh, licorice they'll fucking do it <laughs> and honestly i think that was a really good idea that everyone just kind of like forgot how much time has passed and that like Hans- hansel and gretel are like adults now yeah everyone and that was, that was a fun candy, idea and they don't age they just yeah are yeah i imagine they were like yeah like or like teenagers when they just like ditched and now find themselves kind of disaffected yeah. beat farmers <laughs> um, uh, well excellent right. yeah Guys, so our next blocks. I think that's where we're we're, we're heading. Jolly, there. We're be Jolly is next. Yeah. So we got Jolly, the Lord Licorice breakdown, and Grandma Nut. That's where we're at. Grandma Nut. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I definitely think that uh, the Lord Licorice scene is going to be a big scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to be a long part. I mean, I almost kind of think maybe we should brush off Jolly a tiny bit. But I think the way we should brush him off is it should just be kind of like an almost ominous, you know, something that doesn't seem ominous, but kind of is in a way if we play it right. We're like, uh, you know, the next day they're walking to the forest and, you know, Mr. Mensar is kind of insinuated he's not, you know, he's not, didn't, well, not willing to divulge who sent him. And then they're walking the next day and then, like, suddenly this jolly guy shows up and these he, he waves to Bond, uh, the Mr. Mint and starts walking with him. And he's like, they're like, who's that? He's like, oh, it's my friend Jolly. I call him to help us out. Uh, what if we I, have the Bon Bon Bard? Uh, what if, what if, uh, so Jolly lives in the Gumdrop Mountains, as we all know. 
Yes. Um, what if, like, they go to, like, some town that Jolly runs in uh, the Gumdrop Mountains and the Bon Bon Bard is there and they run into him again? I, I feel like we should save him for the end. I mean, I like him kind of showing up multiple times and, like, being like, you're still on your quest! And I just kind of, like, pushing him. if, like, maybe a good, like, compromise of those two ideas could be maybe, like, the Bon Bon Bard is, like we see him in the background, but we don't spend a lot of time on him. Like, maybe they run through, like, Jolly City, and then, like, they're, like, traveling through it, and then we just close in on the Bon Bon Bard who's, like, watching them to make sure, and he, like, winks yeah. at Mr. Mint or something. He, like, see, lifts I, his I, hat. I like, I like that. I like that, because then that also kind of uh, can help sell the, the narrative we're kind of creating. Yeah, here, I think now, having Bon Bon so Bard like, is, like, a, like a th- person that shows up without action, and yeah. he's interacting with these bad people, to like show yeah. that he's conniving, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's because they arrive there and immediately they start hearing people talking, and Bon Bon Bard has already spread word about Lord Licorice, and we hear them relaying hit, hit the version of the story he gives them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I imagine would be something about like Lord Licorice is amassing an army to attack this this nearby city. Even, he's kind of woven into this version of the story. Everything he can say to get the wherever he is, the people riled up the most. Yeah, even just this whole thing of him being like uh, the Hansel and Gretel are out looking for Lord Licorice, and then they show up in the town. That's going to rile everyone up real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he starts right. telling tales out of school, um, and then they're just like kind of involved. That's really fun. so. I, li- I like that he's. I like that he's there at the. I like that he's there at the. Um, at the just in the background. Yeah, I like that because they can kind of like they're walking through and you know everyone's getting riled up. They see him there and they're like, oh, cr- cr- he's already been here. And uh, uh, then you know some mighty gumdrop warrior steps forward. He's like, I am Jolly. I will join you in your quest. And they're like, great, more the merrier. Like, yeah, yeah. They're the cool. People snowballing. just keep. People just keep deciding to come on our journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got Plumpy. Like, we got Mr. Mint. We got Jolly. Every fucking time. <laughs> That's one of the fucks we use. <laughs> uh something i want to ask is like uh i feel like this jolly part is getting very fleshed out because i feel like the latter half of it will be probably a little more um adventure of how they're getting to lord licorice's castle like mm. licorice bridge or something like that uh some sort of trial to get through the land part of Candyland. um wh- are mr mint and jolly turning around before they get to lord licorice or is it after the battle at Lord oh, Licorice's castle. They're not turning around. They're, they they betray them at the castle. Yes. They betray Hansel and Gretel. At Lord Licorice's be- castle or King Candy's castle? Lord Licorice. Oh, no, no. Oh, uh, Lord Licorice's castle. Yes. Okay, yeah. perfect. That's what I wanted to, to this is when Because yes. uh, this is kind of when we uh, meet Lord Licorice mm-hmm. and we reveal that he is uh, uh, the, the... He's kind of the, the victim here of yeah. all of these tales being told about him and Mr. Mint and Jolly are here to kick his ass. Yeah, they're there to hurt his army. They're here to hurt his little armies. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we find out that he's like, yeah, he's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. really excited for that part. So I think, I think, yeah, I think we should go there. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about that next part, Licorice City. Well, I think Licorice City should be in a cave. Uh, so do we want I, I, do we want to, is it Licorice City or? I called it that. Because he and on the game board he just has Licorice Castle, which it'd be well, really cool. It looks like if, he has like, some bats near him, which is interesting. Yeah, I, that's why I kept the bat motif. I like. I feel like I like that. Maybe Lord Licorice, like for some reason, it's like that. It's like 
almost always nighttime in this city or something. Yeah. That's why I should be in a cave. What if it's like a, yeah, like a Petra thing where it's like built into the cave walls, uh, like the mountain walls, and he like lives in there. I, cool. I will say, whoever does write this part, uh, the I've only had black licorice once, and it was a licorice beagles, which I didn't think were a thing. Oh, yay. And my, my friend, like, my friend, I lived by a candy store, and my friend was like, oh, can you buy me a pound of licorice beagles for my dad for Christmas? And I thought it was a typo, and I walked in, and I was like, do you guys have licorice beagles? And she's like, yeah, come on. And so there's all these different types of black licorice candy, and there are little ones that are shaped like very detailed beagles and i think licorice should have some licorice beagles that are yeah part of his army or just guards or pets or something yeah i like that everything in there is like like licorice because there's so many and that's what i learned there's so many different licorice shapes red and black yes it's like almost this uh like a kingdom within a kingdom where lord licorice has his own thing going on but he is Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of candy kingdom and that's why he's a threat mm-hmm. to the king. Yeah. Because you know? he's got his own licorice folks to worry about. Mm-hmm. Okay. He sure does. I think it should be like a really vibrant city. I think it should go like very vertical too. Like like almost like a skyscraper city. But Ooh, just because should this inside be like... like the... I imagine like inside the cave they just have to like maximize their up space. Yeah. And they just tie I... their licorice to the ceiling. And just I like that down. this feels very like urban. Like it's very mm-hmm. like it's very bustly. It's very, uh, you know, clubs and you know fancy restaurants and stuff like that and like it's very like it it feels very like like yeah it feels very rich without being like because everything else has been towns and villages this just feels so much more Mm -hmm. like a like a city i agree i think it should be like shockingly urban yeah like, like it's like true. it's not it's not like it's it's not like it's another era here, but just like the vibe is so insane yeah (laughs) so then do hansel gretel Plumpy, Mr. Mint, and Jolly all, like, come in under cover of night, and they're, like, hiding their identities so they can get to the castle and kick his ass? Or do they just, like, wander through? I think they just wander through, because I feel like, why would they be... They were not expecting them. Mm -hmm. It's a big city. And then it's, like, I feel like they go through the city to get to the castle, which is probably outside the city part of it, you know? Yeah. Nobody wants a castle in the middle of the city. Maybe their carelessness is what gets them captured by Lord Licorice. They sort of walk in, stroll around, and you know, as they walk around, like like one of them finally says, "Like, huh, it's like a bunch of guys in black following us." <laughs> and then they that get captured, and they get brought before Lord Licorice, and he's like, "Assassins in my city!" And they're like, "We're not assassins. We're just here to get the princess." He's like, "The who?" <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it would be Plumpy that like runs up to somebody and goes, "Excuse me, we're lost, and we're trying to kill Lord Licorice." Can you show us <laughs> Plumpy's where the like, you know, like. Plumpy's like, Licorice City isn't quite like I remember it. Can you help me out? I'm trying to kill your king. Which way to the brothels? <laughs> oh, yeah. Plumpy fucks. <laughs> no! You take that back. Can you can you point me to the nearest opium den and brothel, please, good sir? No! Plumpy's Pum- too Plumpy, good! Plumpy would, get fu- Plumpy would do some heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Plumpy shoots up for a little bit while they're off fighting. <laughs> Pumpy's fighting a, a gritty smack battle this, this entire oh movie. Yeah. It's like fucking train Plumpy's, spotting every time we cut to Plumpy's character. Plumpy's fighting um, his demons. Uh, I do feel like this part ends with like the reveal that Lord Licorice hasn't kidnapped her and then Lord Licorice continuing on the journey with them. Well, Obviously, I feel like that's that should be the middle of it because then we... I. Now that I'm thinking about it, I like the idea of them getting captured and kind of brought yeah. to Lord Licorice. 
Because then they're in his castle, and then Mr. Mint and Jolly have the perfect opportunity to try to kick his ass. Um, you, know what, you know what I was also thinking might work uh, for that is that what if they, uh, what if he's, um, well, like, like so they separate during their inter like they, they kind of basically Hans and Hans and Gretel just give them like a little like like I don't I, I don't want them to feel like I want them to be good at their job and so I want them to kind of see this coming in a way and so I was imagining like what if they like kind of get win like like you know Mister Mint and Jolly are pretty gung ho on the let's find and kill them thing yeah and they're like okay I mean let's find out what's going on here first and, yeah they're like and then they kind of like like let's leave these two and then they leave them and then they get captured and then or during the talk to Lord Liquors to find out that he's not involved, and then at that point, Mr. Mint and Jolly burst through a fucking wall or something, ready to attack everybody. Oh, and then they have to fight Jolly and Mr. Mint, and then they just escape. I like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because then, and, and then they have a reason to, like, yeah, because I think that the, the fight should then be between um, Mr. Mint and Jolly versus Lord Licorice, Hansel and Gretel, and Plumpy's there, too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In the background, yeah, Plumpy's <laughs> not a good fighter. He's, uh, he's but he, a lover. he can run really Plumpy fast. Though I do want Plumpy to get wounded. Plumpy but I want get it, wounded. And, and I told you guys this. I want Plumpy to have the most minor wound. I want him to like stub his toe, and everyone be like, "Oh no, Plumpy!" Is that too cutesy, though? It's a little cutesy. I don't, it's like it's writing a line for me. I think it's hilarious. I love that. I mean, it's hilarious, but I don't know if we have room for a hilarious gag. Yeah. I, mean, I think that would work if it didn't need to be such a big plot point. <laughs> yeah, because they, they seriously go and confront their childhood like uh, uh, the worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, so, <laughs> it's just incredibly endearing for him to have a stub toe and pretend he's dying. Uh, yeah. Him, like, like I arrow think he, through yeah, the he needs like a gash or something like in his leg or something. What if it's something where like uh, he's like turning into something else where like Mr. Mint like hits him with some mint thing and he starts like hardening. Ooh. Oh, he freezes. Yeah. Like turns yeah, he turns like to some like hard if he has candy. like a actual magic thing that can only be fixed by Grandma Nut, the evil yeah. witch. He's so he's so cold. He just is like Yeah, I feel like because it looks like Mr. Mint like holds like a candy cane battalion and I feel like that could be like a magic mm-hmm. candy yeah. cane. That he can just like harden things with it. And I think that can also help with some really cool action scenes and like the yeah, like, 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 part. Gets him in the I think, heart. Yeah, he fights like, like a, poison, like, it's a almost poisoned like, weapon. Like almost things like turn to like like icy candy cane. Mm-hmm. Like that could be so cool. fun. I mean, he could definitely have ice powers. He lives in the candy cane forest in the realm of yeah. popsicles. And like nobody else is there. It's like he has some sort of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that. It's yeah. like yeah, the, the, the like almost kind of like a creepy like forest druid. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like a cold just creeps over Plumpy's body. And he's like, you have to help me. Um, yeah. That's more fun. There You're absolutely right. That's better than him getting a stub toe and everyone yeah. pretending he's dying. Fine. Every character winks at the camera every like 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, so then I guess we would head over to Grandma Nut to fix Plumpy. <laughs> I'm never not going so yeah, so to laugh. That has to be like... That 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 third scene has to be like them making this decision because they know that they're pretty close mm-hmm. to where she lives because they track back west yeah. on the board, huh? And oh. then uh, <laughs> uh, they, uh, but it's kind of they're like, oh no, like we, 
Do we have to? Yeah, and if it's a, like a magic thing where Plumpy will die unless they get another yeah. magic user to help them. She's yeah. the only person who can fix it. I do yeah. really like that we're kind of creating that like Candyland gets more like magic as like we continue on the board. Like there's just more and more fantastical things that happen. Yeah, and even like Lord Licorice is like, there's no one in my in Licorice Town can do this. We have to take him to Grandma Nut. Yeah. And the twins are just like, fuck. Yeah, we really, I, yeah, we never really talked about like what we kind of touched on it, but we never really talked about like what will happen at Grandma Nuts between the twins and Plumpy. Like, flesh it that, out, yeah. I think she she wants to help. Uh, she asks. I think I she think wants her to help. I think but... she will help Plumpy because I like to think that maybe Plumpy like delivered letters for her in the war, and so they go way way mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that Hansel and Gretel are, like, maybe so afraid of her still. I kind of feel like being if we want to keep with, like, the spooky uh, forest kind of witch vibe, like, from the, the, the Brothers Grimm fable stuff, like, I think that, that she should want something in return from the twins. Hmm. She's not something to do something like this for without a price. You know, to make her kind of creepy and like uh, uh, very witchy. Mm. I guess, yeah. What, what Maybe was... it's a... like she's willing to do it because she likes Plumpy. Yeah, but she's no fool. Well, so which would, if you were a magical witch in the forest, who would you rather take something from? Two twins who you have history with in the past, or the Lord of Licorice Town? Like, maybe he has to, like, sacrifice something Ooh. of his own. Yeah, maybe she wants some of his, like, licorice army to match her, um, her nut brittle army. Yeah. What if, uh, or what if, uh, he has, like, a magic dagger, like a red dagger from his mother, who I set up in the first scene as being, like, a famous, uh, knight. Ooh, uh, that's smart. And, and then maybe she offered, he offers her this, and, like, it means a great deal to him. Yeah. I like, I love that maybe Grandma Nut and the, what was the, the Countess of Red Licorice? The, 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 uh, the, the Red Lady. The Red Lady of Licorice City. Like, maybe, like, they butted heads a lot in yesteryear. And so her getting her, like, big dagger or, like, her, you know, that yeah. magic dagger is really important. And so, like, she still has shit with Hansel and Gretel, but she wants something from Lord Licorice. Yeah. Because he's oh, I powerful. Think that, I think she wants something in general, and he offers it. I he, wonder... That's where we show that he's very kind. I... That, that Lord Licorice sacrifices something he has when they have nothing. Oh, maybe she's there. like, I want, I want one of you to stay here. And he goes, and he goes, well, how about this instead and she goes Ooh, i wonder it's a much better it, trade would it be interesting and maybe this was too much if grandma nut like insists that she doesn't remember these two but like made like a bit of a smirk oh no yeah no she's she's like major trickster yeah like, there's gotta be something like that she's just she fucks with you constantly yeah but it's like i feel like it's like these obviously weren't like the yeah, only... we're making this character genuinely creepy well, like, i feel like she's like she isn't like these aren't the only kids that she fucked with like she doesn't give a shit i yeah. I, like, I don't like she's... that she pretends not to know them i think it's creepier if she goes if she goes like well 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 look who came traipsing back to me yeah or if she acts really sweet and then sees, like, we let that travel for a little bit. Of her just being like, oh, hi, dears, come in. And then, and like, like 20 minutes in, like, she sits down and then that's when she's kind of like, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. What if she's, what if she just, like, is like, let bygones be bygones. You guys got away and you helped the Candy Kingdom and we're all fine now. 
And then, uh, then she's like, while she's treating Plumpy and they're like staying there with her, she's like slowly candying them. I like that she like there's a maybe there's a part of her that doesn't want to let them leave again because they yeah. escaped the first time and then they have to make their escape again. Yeah, like she's feeding them something that is slowly like turning them into fruit leather. <laughs> or would it be since we already are kind of doing like the turning to candy with Plumpy? I think yeah. we should bring in her nut army to kind mm. of like barricade them in. Yeah. So they have to fight yeah, the army right. to get out or something. Yeah. Oh, you want to make you want to make them battle their way out? I thought that she would let them go peacefully. And just the it's, the, it's the, it's the threat of what she could do to you. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it just needs to, I feel like we could have more action and it's just like, why not put another yeah. fun fight I mean, scene rather than just th- kind of like, okay. Here's the thing. If yeah, we just leave true. her alone. It's like a more of a thriller thing versus more of an action movie thing. Yeah. If exactly. we leave her alone, we're opening it up for a sequel though, where the, the, the grandma nut gets her revenge. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I do like kind of a battle. What if, yeah. what if like he like? What if the bat? What if the battle is to get to the front door? Because one thing I don't like is if within the like have like a big con, like a big a problem with leaving Plumpy there to get worked on or to be healed. If they if they know that she immediately tried to kill them, but if she they had to battle their way to her nut hut, <laughs> and then she like comes out and she's like, "Stop trying to fight them, you idiots." What if, obviously just gonna win that would be re- okay what if it's this where it's like grandma nut is taking plumpy and then she like unleashes her like nut army on them to like fight them and now they're all fighting them because they're like thinking oh my god she's abducting plumpy and she's just like n- just take him i don't want all this trouble mm. something like that I like, I like them fighting to get to her and then when she gets there being like oh of course i'll take care of my sweet angel plumpy on your way I, 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 and I feel like, I, I feel like, uh, something she has, she has like the, the, uh, terrifying, like peanut brittle, like wolves. Yeah. So then we get a cool them battling peanut brittle wolves thing. They get there. Uh, they make this deal with her to heal plumpy. They give her the dagger. Then they leave. And as they leave, like the rose just like lined with like growling peanut butter wolves. And they're just like, they're just like walking like. I, th- I think that makes the most sense is like they battle their way there yeah. and then she's just like kind of this like, you know, you know, wretched old, uh, you know, person who will help them. But like we all, yeah. re- but they all remember what happened and they're just putting mm-hmm. it aside for Plumpy and then they're on their way. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I, I, I imagine that we have to, we have to, the best version of this character is that we have to imagine that they have encountered and battled with this foe like double digit times yeah like this is this is they're kind of going to their nemesis for help in this moment yeah is this is the the foe that they always well, face well are they are we saying that they she they've been there more than once because i was just thinking they were there once when they were kids i think it's kind of both where they have been to like battle at the nut hut multiple times but also like she just like you know they they fight her all over that she was involved in all their adventures or not all of them but a lot of them yeah, and she's always trying to pull one over on him, but not this time. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. I mean, I like that they haven't seen her since that one time that was, like, maybe their first adventure or something, but that's just me. Ooh. But if you guys are more preferring of the other one, yeah. No, I, I think you. I think we can have it both ways and have it be that she's not seen them in, since then, but also treat it like, you know, this is the this is the, their white whale. This is... Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think. Uh, by, the I way, think by the way, this has almost been like thirty uninterrupted moments of the most serious, 
Candyland Candyland talk. Like detail talk. If anyone is still listening to this podcast, you are an American hero or wherever you are, hero. And we salute you. You're whatever mental asylum hero you are. (laughs) That's so funny. That Um, was, uh, but yes. um, Okay, I can accept that. um, But yeah, I like that. Do we want, okay, something I have to ask since you brought it up earlier. Is Grandma Nut working with Bon Bon Bart? No. No. Okay. Yeah, Grandma Nut is the one independent in all the land. Yeah. yeah. She's kinda, I like that. She's the, she's the magician of the land. Like, the kings come to her when they need things. Yeah. I like when that. When she also, I, th- I think, yeah, she doesn't technically have any, she doesn't have, like, a town or soldiers. She's she has, has a her bunch house, of wolves yeah. and dark magic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she has a bunch of peanut <laughs> trees that she turns into evil monsters to kill her foes. And I do really yeah. like that, like, the licorice city and her house are so close to each other because they both feel very dark and they're, like, you know, essence of things. So yeah, I think that's there's, really there's a part of Candyland that gets a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole thing. Um, okay. So, uh... We want them to uh, go meet Jolly in, like, some town where he's some big uh, badass barbarian soldier. Um, he's just, like, a big beefy monster thing. And Gumdrop th- hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and there's um, uh, Gumdrop it, baby. Um, and he, and, like, they go to the town and there's rumors being spread about what's going on. And then they make their way to uh, Licorice Town and Licorice, and the Licorice Castle. And when they're there, uh, the twins and Plumpy kind of figure out that Jolly and Mr. Mint are bad news. And probably the Bon Bon Bard as well. They probably figure out that they're all bad there. And they separate. They get picked up. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I think that they, they always treat Bon Bon Bart like he's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they know it's like, you, we're just waiting for the fucking moment you betray us, you piece of shit. <laughs> There's, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. So they, uh, they go there and they split off from Mr. Mint and Jolly. And then they go to try to like warn Lord Licorice of what's going on, or at least try to get to the bottom of it. And that's when Jolly and Mr. Mint come out and they have to get into an epic fight where yeah. Plumpy gets hurt. And then the only person who can heal Plumpy is Grandma Nut. And so they have to make their way to her and they have to fight their way through her peanut horde and to her hut where she promises to heal Plumpy and in exchange for the blade of Lord Licorice's mother. And well, he alliance. volunteers it. I think I think that's an important think, character detail. I really think yeah. going off of that, I think it's really important that Lord Lurkish will do anything to get Princess Lolly back. And I think that's yeah. a good reason for him to like be like, I will give you this plate. I will do any step necessary to get to King Candy. Do you think yeah. he, she says like, uh, like, I need something important and, and he goes this? Or do you think he says, I'll give you anything, even my mother's blade? Yeah, I think he. I think he knows the value of it. Yeah, he knows, I think. I think. Uh, I, I think. I really like the idea that all of the three main uh, heroes, Hansel, Gretel, and Lord Dekarish, are competent. Like really competent in their, their, yeah. their heroism. Mm-hmm. And like, like this is the this is the chance where we get to see it. Like Lord Dekarish uh, is actually a good person who wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he would gladly volunteer this to save Plumpy's life. Someone he only kind of knows. Yeah, so, I really love the twist in Lord Licorice, who we've been setting up as this horrid beast person yeah. and he's just actually like he's in love with a princess and he wants to marry her and that's he's, and yeah. he will he's a good guy who just has goth vibes him, yeah. 
He's uh, got got five. Shit. I know that we're I know that we're going I know that we were dispenser was just doing the fucking rundown of the plot so we could end this. But actually I have one more thing I wanna add. Yeah. Uh I don't feel like I have a super clear image of the real Lord Licorice. Uh really? ten inch dong. Well, I mean, we decide he has a sort of a rakish yeah. kind of charm, like a, a Han Solo. But like, what what exactly? What is he like? I feel like Lord Licorice has like you know he's like the, very much this like tall, dark, handsome like figure. But I think below that surface, it's like there's nothing really dark about him. I feel like mm-hmm. he cares yeah. a lot about his city, a lot about his people. I think he's like probably like one of the fairest rulers in Candyland. I th- yeah. yeah, I think that has to be our guiding light for him is his love for his people because that's kind of where it comes from is like and not even it's almost it's it's very Lord of the Rings it's very Aragorn like he he loves Plumpy he like he does he hates that Plumpy got hurt so he would sacrifice anything for him and he wants to free he wants to get rid of King Candy not only because uh, he loves Princess Lolly but also just because he is a scourge on this kingdom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Maybe right. we found out he started I, I the Chaco I... Land Wars. Uh, so uh, I'm about to make a movie reference that I'm 100 percent sure you guys have not seen. Excellent. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. And I'm excited. Uh, uh, you know, in Mean Girls, the part where <laughs> no, it's not. Well, wait, wait, yeah, sure. Why not Mean Girls? Uh, uh, well, I was going to suggest. Uh, uh, have you ever seen the movie Buckaroo Banzai? No. Uh, it's this movie for the '80s, which is why I was thinking of it because of uh, 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 you know the Conan the Barbarian thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's a Peter Weller movie, the guy who played RoboCop, Excellent. and it's about this guy and uh, it's like a comic book character, but uh, or uh, uh, it sounds like an eight year old wrote the character. He's a nuclear physicist adventurer who is also a spy, a super scientist, and a rock star. Okay, yeah, I love that character. <laughs> That's the and ideal he, character. And he, and he goes around with a group of scientists and adventurers who also form his backing band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, the Raiders, maybe? I can't remember what they're called. Uh, but anyway, the movie is completely insane. Um, uh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's in it, too. Oh, um, excellent. Uh, and uh, uh, But anyway, uh, uh, I'm imagining him kind of having that personality. Even if you haven't seen that movie, you can understand that he's like a like kind of charming gadabout who's also really smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. I think, like, I think the most important thing to know about Lord Licorice is like his biggest downfall is that for like people have just spread all these rumors and bad reputation about him that just yeah. aren't true. Yeah, his biggest downfall is that he dresses like a bad guy. But yeah. Really, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. cool guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm almost imagining, uh, and this would completely change the movie, but I'm also imagining this is like a Thomas Middleditch character. <laughs> I don't know enough about Thomas Middleditch. Uh, like, he's just like, like he's just kind of like, because I, I want to keep like the, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, design of Lord Licorice, that he's like really just like skinny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and fights with a whip for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, and we could like, I like him as this like ideal Renaissance man where like yeah, they, yeah. they get to Grandma Nut's house and they're like healing Plumpy and then he pulls out his mandolin and plays like some beautiful song about his love for Princess Lolly. Yeah. And like and and he and he just like he's just really good at everything he does, but he dresses like a big old donk. I th- in that case though, I think he should be like a little chaotic just to keep him just to keep him not perfect, just to make him not yeah. the perfect man. He's a little bit. I think like there to keep him a little bit chaotic could also be just like a little bit 
like romantic where he's maybe just like you know he's very quick to decide things and very like quick on his actions mm-hmm. but without thinking them through fully i think that would be a good flaw yeah. for him yeah he he'll It'd do be fun it. if he's like if he's maybe like a bit of a braggart too like, yeah they get in the fight with, they get in the fight with the wolves and like uh, he just kind of like pulls in his whip and like winks at gretel and is like uh, i could fight these wolves all day and like runs in there whipping yeah like, like, he's like, like that's three for he's, me he's almost like, quick, ah, quintessential ah, charming ah, where he knows he's good and he will talk about it yeah, and doesn't yeah, yeah. realize that that is like hey shut up dude he's a little bit oh, of an yeah. asshole <laughs> a little bit just a little bit but like we also love him for it yeah you know what it if he wasn't so good at what he was doing, he wouldn't get away with being as much of an asshole as he is. Absolutely. <laughs> I love this. This is, yes, thank you for, for writing Buckaroo Banzai into this movie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Excellent. Guys, um, are we ready to pick parts? I yes, think so. Yes. Um, okay, who's, I said, what is everyone I said to? earlier that I was drawn to a specific part, but now I have no allegiance to anything. They oh all sound gosh. pretty good. And so, I, 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 what, are we, what are we feeling? I'm personally drawn to the jolly part or the grandma nut part. I'm drawn to the jolly part or the uh, the licorice city part. Uh, this is very tough. Cause yeah. I really like I really like grandma nut. Um, I don't like that name. It's it's terrible. That's why they took it off the board, yeah. <laughs> did they did, in the most recent version of the board game, did they keep her as Grandma Nut? I don't know. No, um, I don't think so. I don't think worry. She's something else. Oh, she is Grandma Nut still, but now it has two T's, so it's not a cum thing. Could be. Human female. Right. <laughs> Human female. Yeah, that's, that's her that's her D and D class. Um uh I mean, I'm still pretty drawn to Grandma Nut, so I, I might want to take that. You you had first dip, so I think you should take it. Uh, excellent. And I think that kind of lays out what everyone else is taking. Yeah, then I will take the Jolly uh, uh, intro to Licorice City, maybe? Is that where we left off with that part? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the entrance yeah, jo- to jo- Licorice City. Like, I won't do the yeah. kidnapping or, like, the, the, you know, they're getting taken away. I'll just do the sights of Licorice City and Howard and I, you and I will talk off mic more about what liquor city looks like to make it cohesive sure yeah wait i thought you were doing jolly. oh because that's the pass through i yeah see they you. pass through liquor city at the yeah, end yeah. of jollies yeah. i love that okay yeah we should definitely do that that yeah yeah i want to ride that, and yeah. spencer will have I mean, input as well no <laughs> <laughs> this is this is middle script business you stay out of it <laughs> you stay out of here you nut <laughs> grandma nut <gasps> you do in script business <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Well, hell yeah. Uh, Laurie, you want to give us a little synopsis of what we talked about? All right, great. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> right, I will great. do my best. Uh, we are writing part of the, the second part of Candyland of three parts. Uh, we're going to pick off with a uh, Mr. Mint leading them up to the gumdrop city or town where Jolly, his friend who they're not really certain about, uh, is in charge. They're going to pass through this city on their way to uh, Lord Liquor, the Licorice City. But meanwhile, we might see an old familiar face of Bon Bon Bard passing through that they're unaware oh. of. 
Uh, and maybe he gonna, sings a song in there as well. Maybe he sings a song. I don't know. I would love for that to happen. Uh, they go to the Licorice City, which is very urban, much unlike anything we've seen in Candyland before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are soon abducted into the Licorice Castle. And then Mr. Mint and Jolly come to try to kill Lord Licorice. And then there's a big battle. Mr. Mint and Jolly escape. But... Plumpy is hurt in the process. Uh, Lord Licorice uh, trying to now, we've revealed that he is actually not the villain we've portrayed him to be. And King Candy actually has Princess Lolly. He decides to come with these travelers to rescue his girlfriend. uh, But they have to save Plumpy first. So they decide to go to a familiar foe of Hansel and Gretel. Grandma Nut, who uh, had tried to trap them when they were a child, and then they have an exchange with Grandma Nut to fix Plumpy and be on their way to King Candy's castle. Mm-hmm. And that's the second part. And, and that's we're going to do a real it. Candyland Act run. Two. <laughs> the Act Two. Thank you. And uh, I guess uh, we're off to the writers' room to continue. <laughs> this, we we talked for almost a fucking hour. This major about motion Candyland. picture, and we only broke wants to be like what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) we're in too deep (laughs) y'all in Candyland rules we have drank the kool-aid absolutely the the candy aid yeah the lickamade the milk ale from hobart's script (laughs) yeah milk ale i don't even think about what that Uh, is (laughs) does anything else you need to said before we head back into the writer's room to continue this major motion picture (laughs) Nope. Okay, then before we go, we're going to remind every single person who is still listening to this episode (laughs) to please Please make this. What's wrong with us? us. They're going to take away our best (laughs) of Chicago. What's wrong with us? Please, 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 please. Won't you please make this? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Please Make This. Uh, my name is Laura Petro, and I'm one of the hosts. Uh, my name is Spencer D. Blair. I'm also one of the hosts. And my name is Hober Thompson, and I'm also one of the hosts. And if you're turning tuning into this specific episode, you've caught us on part two of three of uh, us deciding to write a Candyland feature major motion picture. And this is the tale <laughs> read for that. And we're joined by some lovely actors that are going to help us bring this to life and they're going to introduce themselves now um i'm sierra kenyon and i play gretel and uh, madame pontiferac what's up y'all it's devin milton the whole ass nigga representing for people who can't find the big dipper because constellations ain't <laughs> for crisis nation what's going on Jesus i'm playing Christ. mr mint and grandma nut let's go Wow, uh, hard to follow. I'm Mickey Gates. <laughs> uh, hello. I'm, hello. Um, I'm playing Hansel. I feel like Devin's uh, intro is going to be like five minutes next week. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give and uh, hello, I'm Nick Olson. I'll be playing Lord Licorice. Hello, it's me, Liz Getty. I will be playing Plumpy. <laughs> yeah, they will. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Well, I think we're ready to jump right in. And I wrote the first script, so I'm going to hand it off to myself as Whoa. I should. Thank you. All right, here we go. Exterior candy cane forest later. Mr. Mint rigidly walks in front of everybody, almost like he can never have both feet on the ground at any given time while he's in motion. Be careful. The buttercream snow on the ground can get really sticky. 
And if you don't watch your step, you'll... Mr. Mint catches himself as his boot hits the ground and the hard sugar glass ground starts to crack. You'll fall right through the sugar glass and into the freezing cold blueberry bog. They exit the cave that held the realm of popsicles and are back in the candy cane forest. The powdered sugar avalanche has dissipated and now the candy cane trees just look dusted in sweet sugary snow. Goodbye, realm of popsicles. It was nice to see you even if only for a moment. Gretel looks back at Plumpy and then at Mr. Mint, who's still a few paces in front of them. Hansel, do you have a bad feeling about this guy? Who? Mr. Mint? What do you mean? Of course, Mr. Mint. He's the only other person here. Okay, okay. I was just double-checking. Oh, sure. Now you want to double-check things because our little detour was so well thought out. Well, I had a fun time. I promise I will stick to the guidestone from now on. Gretel lowers her head and glares at her brother a little more. And I promise not to suggest straying from the trail in any way, shape, or form. Swear? Swear. Swear! Gretel and Hansel crack a smile at Plumpy, who is watching his footing so delicately as he wades through the buttercream snow and humming to himself. Uh, They finally, as a group, reach the thick candy cane trees that make up the start of the candy cane forest. Mr. Mint holds his peppermint battalion like a sword and starts tearing through the trees. It seems as if he's putting no effort in, and yet these trees are coming down in bunches, clearing a path for them to go through. Hey, isn't that bad for the trees? Surely you don't want to destroy your own forest. Hansel, Gretel, this forest can't be destroyed. Mr. Mint motions to the clearing he's made behind them. He taps his battalion on the sugar glass. A rumbling starts below the ground. Hansel, Gretel, and Plumpy brace themselves. Another avalanche! Oh, heavens, no! (laughs) Mr. Mint cracks the smallest hint of a friendly smile and motions back to the clearing of trees they have just walked through. One by one, as if by magic, they all start rising back up and sticking back into the ground as if nothing happened at all. Gretel and Hansel's eyes are wide with shock and amusement. Plumpy is applauding. <laughs> Mr. Mint continues and starts tearing down more trees. They continue moving forward, and then finally there's another cracking noise. Gretel, who's been following Mr. Mint, whips her head around. Down at the ground, there's a crack quickly forming between where Hansel and Plumpy are standing and where she's standing with Mr. Mint. Before anyone has any time to react, the sugar glass ground is separating the two pairs from each other. Oh, I don't like the looks of this! Don't move! We don't want the sugar ice to break any more than it already has! The sound of the rushing blueberry bog beneath them is getting louder, and suddenly the piece of sugar ice that Hansel and Plumpy are on is even further away from Gretel and Mr. Mint than it was just a second ago. Quick! Jump! Wait, it's too dangerous, and you're too far. uh, Plumpy, uh, as Mr. Mint is finishing that statement, has already taken a running jump and is just a foot away from Gretel and Mr. Mint when he plummets into the water. Plumpy screams... Plumpy! (laughs) Gretel starts pacing uh, the edge of the sugar ice, wondering if there's a way she can somehow get closer to him or grab him, but he's already waiting further and further away. Mr. Mint grabs the peppermint rope at his waist and effortlessly loops the rope and tosses it, getting it close enough for Plumpy to grab onto it. He pulls Plumpy through the blueberry bog and back to safety. Gretel drapes a jacket from her pack around him. Then Mr. Mint winds up the rope and tosses it even further. Hansel misses it and almost falls in the water. He keeps moving further and further away. Mr. Mint retrieves his rope and winds up again. This time, Hansel catches it, and Mr. Mint pulls him and the piece of ice, sugar ice he is really teetering on, trying to keep his balance on, back over to them. He takes a soft step off and reunites with everybody. Thank you, Mr. Mint. Oh, th- 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 thank you, Mr. Mint. My pleasure. What are friends for? Are we ready to continue? Everyone nods, and Mr. Mint starts chopping down candy cane trees again. Exterior, the main road, sometime later. 
Mr. Mint finally clears the trees covering the road where they started. They all move to the brightly colored brick squares and Mr. Mint taps his battalion on the ground and the fallen trees move back to their places again. Plumby still claps enthusiastically. Thanks, Mr. <laughs> Mint. We appreciate the guidance through the candy cane forest. Gretel elbows him. And thank you for helping us get out of the blueberry bog. Oh, yes, thank you, good sir. My pleasure. The sugar ice can be extremely dangerous. I was happy to help new friends. We're really going to need to get going if we're going to make it to Lord Licorice's castle in time. We need to hurry around the Marzipan Mountains. Nonsense. I will join you on your quest to the mountains and see if that you make it to Princess Lolly. With the amount of trees and frigid temperatures in these parts, someone like me can ensure you get to where you're going safely. Before Hansel and Gretel can assure him that's quite all right, Plumpy interjects. Oh, absolutely! The more the merrier! Wow, another friend. This is going to be such an adventure. What an exciting day! Hansel looks down at the guide stones. The colors furiously flip through various color options and finally settle on a single green colored square. Come on, everyone, this way. The group continues onward down the path they should have taken. Exterior, main road, later, continuous. The path winds around the base of the massive Mount Marzipan. The huge white mountain towers into the gray clouds and sky overhead. It's windier over on this side of Candyland. Everyone walks a little slower and silently in the brisk temperature. Plumpy somewhat hums a few bars to himself, but then goes back to normal. How much more of this? How should I know? Oh, it should only be a little bit longer. The cooler temperature of Mount Marzipan is offset by... Seemingly all at once, the wind stops. The gray sky fades sharply into a bright yellow and orange. A smaller purple and pink mountain range unfolds in front of them. Yahoo! We're at the Gumdrop Mountains! The various mountain towns in there were settled during the reign of King Bubblegum. Thank you, Plumpy, but we don't need a history lesson. Right! We are making up lost time! Onward! (laughs) Hansel looks at the guidestone. The color starts slipping furiously. Mr. Mint remains stoically quiet, waiting for the guidestone to change and tell them where to head next. Finally, the stone changes and shows two blue squares. Hansel looks around uh, at, ahead of them at the path. Uh, there's only one way to go. The road starts winding up the mountains closest to them. Hansel starts walking and the rest follow. They continue easily through the winding road, though the winding road gets dustier as the higher, they go higher and higher up the mountain. More time passes and they finally uh, town unfolds right before their very eyes. A big sign hangs overhead. Welcome to Gumdropolis. <laughs> Exterior Gumdropolis stay continuous. If you can picture what like an old wooden Wild West town would look like, and instead of cowboys, replace it with candy and candy folk and gumdrop folk, that's exactly what I want Gumdropolis <laughs> to look like. <laughs> it's put it's so put together, but it's much older than the other places we've seen from Candyland thus far. Despite the oldness, it's well kept and not run down by any means. There's a wide, main, dusty road in front of our crew with shops, bars, and businesses lining it. People have their various colored gummy bears tied up outside as they run their errands. Others ride them and trod politely through the town. I love Gondropolis! The history, the architecture, the gumdrops! Plumpy takes off running. Plumpy, wait! Where are you going? Gretel and Hansel take off after him. Mr. Mint waits a moment and then follows him. Plumpy weaves in and out of the candy foot traffic on a mission to get to wherever he got excitedly pulled towards. We notice that he runs past a green gummy bear steed that's tied to a post outside the candy coin bank. Hansel and Gretel barrel past the steed as well. Then Mr. Mint walks slowly past it. We go back to the green gummy bear and we see a figure step off of it. He turns so his body is now in the camera's frame. It's only, it's none other than the Bon Bon Bard. 
He looks towards the direction that the group of adventurers has just run off to. A dashing smirk plasters across his face. Interior, the soda fountain, same. Plumpy rushes through the swinging doors of a yellow brick building with faded purple lettering on the front that says, The Soda Fountain. Uh, the inside feels different than the bright and sunny exterior of Gumdropolis. It's dim and dusty, yet the patrons seem all very happy to be there. Then Hansel and Gretel come barreling in. Mr. Men is nowhere to be seen. Hansel and Gretel are catching their breath as Plumpy walks himself up to the bar. You ran all this way for a soda? <laughs> Not just any soda, a gumdrop fizz. Plumpy turns to the counter. Three, please. The striped bartender nods and grabs three glasses. Plumpy, we can't stay long. We need to get back on the road. <laughs> It'll take ten minutes, and then I swear we'll get going. Gretel and Hansel lean back into their chairs, falling into the much-needed rest they didn't realize their bodies needed, till they finally sat down. <sighs> How far are we to Licorice City? Oh, that's the next stop. Really? We're that close? How come you didn't say anything? Plumpy has turned his attention to the live jazz band that's playing in the back of the soda fountain. He kicks his legs to the music. Hansel and Gretel laugh at Plumpy's ignorance. Gumdropolis seems way better than Cupcake Village. No, we're not moving to Gumdropolis. Oh, come on! Hans, think about it. All these places are the exact same. We'd spend three months here, and instead of getting drunk on milk <coughs> ale, we're getting drunk off gumdrop visits. And we're still probably working some stupid job to pass the time. I think we'd like it here. Gretel downs her gumdrop fizz and stands up. Come on. It's, it's time, time to, to go. go. Gretel jumps as she had no idea Mr. Mint had suddenly shown up. Her Hansel and Plumpy <laughs> turn to face him. Standing next to Mr. Mint is a giant round gumdrop creature. His skin is a tough dark pink and he's dressed in traditional gumdrop mountain gear. He wears a puffy white and pink shirt and pants that have polka dots on them. His golden eyes look down on them with emptiness. Please meet my acquaintance, Jolly. He's a guide to the Gumdrop Mountains. He'll be joining us on the way to Licorice City. Greetings. No way. I'm sorry, Mr. Mint. No, 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 no. No way. No way. I'm sorry, Mr. Mint. And I'm sorry, Jolly, but we don't need this many people coming with us to rescue Princess Lolly. Yeah, I'm putting my foot down. Five of us is going to make... Getting, yeah, I'm putting my foot down. Five of us is going to just make getting to Lord Licorice's castle much more difficult. I urge you to rethink this matter. Hmm, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mint, you probably don't have to come further with us either. Oh, now, 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 let's all gather ourselves. There's no need for anyone to leave. If Mr. Mint thinks Jolly should join us, then he should join us. But, Mr. Mint was very helpful getting us out of the Candy Cane Forest, and I'm sure him and Jolly will be able to assist us in getting us safely to Licorice City. <laughs> Before Hansel or Gretel can interject again... Precisely. Come on now, we must go. Hansel and Gretel unhappily grab their packs and follow Mr. Mint towards the door. Exterior, gumdropolis, day, continuous. They all exit the soda fountain and step back into the bright yellow sunlight. The streets seem emptier now, less lively. Jolly starts leading the way. Come. Follow me. Are we really just letting this guy we don't know come with us? At this point, anything that gets us to Princess Lolly is fine by me. Hansel looks down at the guidestones. The colors land on a green square. He looks up at Jolly, who is already heading in that direction. At least he knows where he's going. They both follow Jolly's lead. Exterior, gumdrop mountains, later, continuous. 
The five travelers continue uh, to travel around and through the Gumdrop Mountains. As time passes, the sky changes from various bright colors, from yellow and orange to pink to a mint and lilac. They finally get to a long, bright, red licorice rope bridge that seemingly goes on forever through the mountains. This is the bridge we take out of the Gumdrop Mountains. It exits into the red and black licorice burrows. Plumpy is practically shaking. He's so excited. The red and black licorice burrows. (laughs) Plumpy takes off skipping across the stringy rope bridge. It bounces with him as he takes step after step. He wades across, and with each step, he hums to himself. Jolly follows him next. With his massive size, the rope edge dips significantly lower. It becomes more taut, and Mr. Mintoon follows him. Gretel and Hansel look at each other, and then both step onto the licorice rope bridge. Exterior, the red and black licorice burrows. After much walking across this very long licorice rope bridge, which I assume is a great time for whoever is shooting this to use long, sweeping overhead and drone shots, <laughs> our group finally exits onto the other side. The Gumdrop Mountains are long behind them now. Unfolded before them is a candy road once again. The land surrounding the road is plain and open. Lining the road are fancy streetlights. They grow with bright purple crystals. Mr. Mint and Jolly are significantly further ahead of the rest. This doesn't feel like Candyland anymore. (gasps) Isn't it exciting? It's kind of spooky. The crystals tell you what borough you're closest to. Purple is for the red rope licorice village, but... To get to Licorice City, the crystals will be red. They all eventually get to a five-way evenly split uh, split in the road. The entry to each road is lined with a different color crystal streetlight. Hansel watches the guidestones change to two orange squares, leading them to take the red crystal path. They follow the candy road until they ultimately see a massive cave planted in front of them. Licorice City is right here. In the cave? Some city. They follow the road into the cave, and the surroundings change drastically as they enter into the dark abyss. Hansel and Gretel's eyes uh, widen as they take in everything surrounding them. Twice as many glowing red crystal streetlights line the bustling streets. Tall, dark, bricked skyscraper buildings shoot up the walls of the cave. Smaller stacked structures make up the middle streets. Uh, The citizens of Licorice City walk quickly and with purpose. Everyone has a place to be. A licorice trolley beeps as it whirs past our group. It stops on the corner and lets people off. Holy hell. (gasps) Isn't it magnificent? Hansel and Gretel are are still speechless as their eyes take all of it in. It's beautiful. Gretel shakes her head like she is to snap herself out of this trance. Okay, which way to the castle? Hansel and Gretel look around. Mr. Minute and Jolly are already way up ahead of them. They all hurry to catch up. And our next script is by our very own Hobart Thompson. Take it away, Hobart. All right. Uh, one note of mine that is different than uh, what she just re- we heard from Laura's is uh, uh, I had a, 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 a Plumpy has never really left Plumpy's zone. <laughs> 
Like, there we go. <clears throat> uh, he's the messenger in the licorice army or in the in the war. Yeah. Aren't you the one who wrote yeah, that? Yeah, well, I, maybe <laughs> I wrote that. That was that. my plot point. It's a minor detail we can fix later. We're in the next episode going to have a three-hour argument about whether or not Plumpy has ever left the ginger plum forest. In my script, he's heard of it and seen pictures. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I think that's a good happy medium. So I'm yeah. gonna say <laughs> okay, here we go. Exterior, a street in Licorice City, evening. The light of the setting sun shines into the entrance of the massive cavern that holds Licorice City, creating a spotlight of soft pink light that illuminates the tall, jet black buildings built up the cave walls. On a winding jet uh, black stone side street, we now see Hansel, Gretel, Plumpy, Mr. Mint, and Jolly sneaking cautiously. Why are we sneaking? Lord Licorice has many spies. We're not really big into sneaking. Oh, I'm great at hide and seek. Maybe maybe we should play a game. It's just, what is sneaking going to accomplish? Sneaking sucks, guys. <laughs> Mr. Mint, an imposing hard candy woodsman with a dangerously sharp peppermint axe, wheels around, his hard features shining in the light of the strange, glowing, deep red crystals that light the perpetually dark city streets. And what would you suggest, Hansel? Let's just go and demand an audience with Lord Licorice and ask him what's going on. If he has Princess Lolly, we'll take her and fight our way out of the castle. And would sneaking not make that easier? I mean, it kind of feels like that means we're going in there looking for a fight, right? There's other ways to handle these situations, you know. Situations? Yeah, like with talking. You'd be surprised how many times we've gotten out of a tough situation with, you know... Our words. <laughs> like, when we got the cinnamon dragon to stop attacking the fishing fleets on Snowflake Lake. Mm-hmm. We didn't kill him. We found out why he was attacking and found out he'd been driven from his cave by red-hot devils. And then, well, okay, we did kill them, but we had a good reason. Right, Gretel? Yeah, I mean, this isn't really our style. Plumpy leans over and licks the nearest wall and then makes a face like, you. I don't really think it's any of our styles. Jolly, a massively muscled barbarian warrior with multicolored, sugar-crystal-dusted skin, looks down to Mr. Mint like they have a point. Our orders are to eliminate the threat of Lord Licorice and then rescue the princess. I'm not sure I agree with the order of those tasks, Mint. Or the first one at all. (laughs) When did we decide we were going to kill Licorice? The King of Candyland has decided he can no longer tolerate the menace of Lord Licorice and his decadent empire. So we're assassins. Right. All right, lead away. Let's go kill a guy and then probably a bunch more people as we escape. Super heroic stuff. Mr. Mint regards her coldly and then turns to lead the group off down the alleyway. These guys seem really intense suddenly, right? We're not going to just kill licorice, are we? Of course not. I'm just letting them get a little ahead of us so I can... Gretel quickly grabs the Pathfinder amulet around her neck and holds it as one of the stones glows red. She quickly drops it and grabs the arms of Hansel and Plumpy as they are engulfed in red light and vanish. Jolly whips around as this happens, swinging his massive gumdrop hammer at where Gretel just was. The hammer smashes a decently sized hole into the wall as Jolly snarls with rage. 
Exterior, somewhere in Licorice City, night. The red crystal lamps are brighter, deeper in Licorice City. Here there are elegantly dressed Licorice citizens uh, shopping and conversing in a marketplace of some kind. In the middle, a multi-tiered fountain is illuminated by red light, and shiny Licorice bats dart from under the streams of water as they loop-de-loop around the fountain. There's music, vendors selling food and drink, and a tall, black-clad individual with a hood over their head entertaining a crowd with two red marionettes. The most notable thing about the people milling around this public space is they are all sorts of super sexy, wearing tight, often revealing outfits of shiny black material and straps of black rope. A large group of these citizens out for a night of the town are lining up outside a bar where a sign made of an arrangement of glowing red crystals spells out Pontifrax. Suddenly, Hansel, Gretel, and Plumpy appear in the middle of the square in a flash of red light, which, considering the prevalence of red light in this area, isn't that noticeable by the people who pass them. Though a nicely dressed couple does look over at them and lightly applaud the trick before moving on. A tall, strapping, licorice citizen with a muscular build and slicked back black hair strolls past the group as they stand in disbelief, their oiled, oiled jet black skin glistening under the red lights. Uh... Is it just me, or is everyone really hot? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely noticing that. What's going on in the city? I didn't... Do we have to go to Licorice Castle right now? Can we maybe get a drink and see what the nightlife is like? <laughs> but, but what about the princess? <sighs> Plumpy, I don't think the princess is in Licorice Castle, okay? There's something going on here. A buff, the, the buff licorice citizen has made it to the front of the line at Pontifrax, and they tear off their pants Chippendale style as they go in, handing the tearaway pants to the doorman. Gretel doesn't continue her thought, and Hansel sees he needs to cut in. We're going to Lord Licorice's cancel after this, bud. But what Gretel is saying is there's no hurry. This is our adventure, remember? All of our first times in Licorice City. Plumpy looks at him with concern. What do you like to do for fun? Let's find something here you can enjoy, too. Plumpy thinks for a second and begins to speak. Besides sugar plums. I, well, I guess I could enjoy a glass or two of plum wine or plum brandy or, or both. <laughs> hey, see, that's something we can find you. I bet there's something just like or even better than plum wine in there. So let's go take a moment to just enjoy the sights smells, and tastes of Licorice City. Hansel puts his arms around Gretel and Plumpy and gives them a cheerful squeeze, startling Gretel. Cut to interior Pontifrax night. Uh, Plumpy is on the dance floor, a glass of milky red liquid in each of his hands as he dances around drunkenly. From the bar, Hansel and Gretel wait as a tall licorice citizen with long black hair combed down over her face pours liquid from a spigot of a tall red crystal decanter into glasses of clear liquid. The liquid inside immediately turns cloudy and she slides them forward. Hansel and Gretel cheers each other and drink deeply, wincing a little. Whoa! I've already seen Plumpy have, like, Three of these. How is he standing? Oh, I guess sugar plum wine must be stronger than I imagined. Excuse me? They turn back to see the licorice bartender. One red crystal for the two drinks, please. Uh, Lord Licorice is paying our tab tonight. Oh, okay. (laughs) She immediately turns away to do something else, leaving Gretel and Hansel (laughs) staring at each other in confusion. Gretel calls her back somewhat awkwardly. Hey, sorry, uh, real quick. Does he come in here, Ella? The Lord of uh, Harish? Oh, yeah, of course. Is it true he's like crazy tall and can melt into shadow? 
What? You guys must be his friends. You're totally crazy. She gets back to work, having a good chuckle, and Hansel elbows Gretel. Pompey is sitting on the lap of a hunky licorice citizen, while another pours a drink into a drinking apparatus that resembles a small funnel that leads to a loop-de-loop pipe of red glass. Pompey catches the liquid in his mouth as the hunk rubs his back. <laughs> we should hang out with Pompey. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Pompey was cool from the moment we met him. He's great. Montage, Pontefract's bar. I think this movie can have one party montage with the twins and Plumpy all drinking and grinding with licorice hotties, right? I mean, yes, it's going to be primarily so we can get really virgin to an R rating, but also it'll highlight that despite its fearsome vibe, Licorice City is kind of a rad party city. Like if the vampires from Blade controlled New Orleans, but also didn't eat people. <laughs> Some highlights will include the licorice bartender doing a shot out of Hansel's belly button, Plumpy at the top of a humid pyramid, and Gretel being bench-pressed by the muscly licorice citizen. <laughs> Suddenly, a trio of red spotlights focus to the middle of the dance floor as fog pours forth from the curtain stage. A short, round licorice woman with her hair done up in elaborate spirals, holding a small licorice beagle with floppy red ears, steps out onto the stage and clears her throat. Everyone stops dead in their tracks, minus the laughing of Gretel, who is still being bench pressed. The hunk puts her down as the figure speaks. <clears throat> Good evening, my salty sweet friends. <gasps> Hello, Hello, Miss Pontefract. You look like you could use a break from dancing and whatever else you're getting into there in the darkness. So our dear Lord Licorice has offered to entertain with a show. The crowd goes nuts. The licorice hunk stands up uh, next to Gretel and goes to put their arm around her, but she moves to the side and heads back to Hansel and Plumpy, who is just clapping his little hands <laughs> off. Uh, they're all pretty drunk. <laughs> Did you hear that? The big guy himself? Hey! We found him. See, you don't need to sneak, Plumpy. We were right. We win! Now we get to hide and Lord Licorice finds us, right? Huh. You know, I, it's a little odd that in this whole city, he show up here. Lord Licorice has many spies. <laughs> Fluffy, I am loving the sight of you. Do you think he knows we're here? Whatever Miss Pontefract was saying on the stage has wrapped, and our heroes watch as the curtains part to reveal four huge licorice soldiers in black armor and hoods. Each holds a long coil of licorice rope. They stand to the side as the li- a lithe figure strolls out onto the stage, twirling a red and black cape and wearing a black cat mask. He stands on the very edge of the stage and holds out his arms as the cape drops to the ground dramatically. Behind him, the licorice soldiers toss out the ropes to each other, catching the opposite ends as they begin to twirl them into a dizzying pattern that catches the red light with every revolution. The figure, Lord Licorice, gives one last bow before flipping backward into the path of the ropes, deftly landing and moving as he joins (laughs) in the rhythm. Yes, there's a scene in Candyland the movie where Lord Licorice jump ropes for a whole scene. Money. Uh, after a suitably stunt-filled display, he flips back out of the ropes and to the edge of the stage, wobbling ever so slightly as he lands and bows. Uh, he addresses the crowd, his, but his voice is muffled by the mask. Thank you, thank you. I hope you all have a wonderful time tonight. Please drink on my behalf for the rest of the evening. There's a huge cheer from the crowd as Miss Pontefract fans herself on the sidelines as her dog licks her face. (laughs) And Hansel and Gretel, a word, please? 
Hopefully my little routine gave my soldiers time to surround you. In the crowd, Gretel and Hansel look dumbfounded. Ooh, I think we won a prize, friends! Burly, black-armored guards appear seemingly out of the darkness, tossing loops of black rope around the trio. Exterior, Licorice Castle Night. A literal cloud of licorice bats circles in mass around the giant red crystal set into the highest tower of Licorice Castle, an ominous keep built almost into the roof of the, ca- of the cave. A carriage pulled by horse-like creatures seemingly made of coils of red and black rope winds its way up the black stone street and into the open doors of the castle. Soldiers quickly close them behind him. Interior, Licorice Castle Throne Room, Night. The interior of Licorice Castle is largely red, with thick black black columns and portraits of licorice royalty accenting the walls and a slick tiled floor. Lord Licorice leads the way to a throne made of interwoven red and black licorice rope as his soldiers follow behind, dragging Hansel, Gretel, and Plumpy. They are shoved to the front as Lord Licorice sits back in the throne, tossing his mask into a licorice-woven basket of other black masks. Underneath, we see Lord Licorice. 30s, a keen-eyed roguish type with purple bordering on deep red skin and a long hair that's streaked with black and red. He's surprisingly not menacing at all and looks a little uncomfortable, like a mixture of David Bowie and someone dressed like David Bowie for Halloween. <laughs> well, we discussed the last episode, and I can still see Thomas Middleditch in this role, and I truly don't know why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Gretel and Hansel... Oh, sorry, that's you. <laughs> I'm going to read all the lines, too, in the like, uh, side of the talk. So, Gretel and Hansel, the Candy King's Butchers. I assume the old bastard has finally decided he wants me gone, eh? Whoa. Butchers? Yeah, man, what the hell? Stories you've heard are greatly exaggerated. So you didn't sneak into the city with two mercenary soldiers this afternoon? You're not the same two who fought the king's war against the Chocolens? You didn't shatter the Jarl of Jawbreakersburg? Uh, we, we did. Yeah, all of that. But you kidnapped Princess Lolly. Pretty fucked up, Licorice. You're a terrible man! (laughs) Lord Licorice holds up a hand. Wait. Do you know where Lolly is? No, dude, because you kidnapped her! We're gonna stop you and get her back. Well... (laughs) Well... I know, I love love that accent. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the real plan was just to get her and leave and skip this part, but we sort of had to adjust the plan as we went. Lord Licorice stands. He's trying to be ominous, but really just comes across as worried. Do you two think this is a game? The princess is missing, and the king has spread the word far and wide that I'm the one responsible? That I'm plotting some sort of evilness, and now I find that he sent assassins to attack me in my home? Hey, we were just having a good time. And we just wanted to go to the bar. You dragged us here. All of Licorice City is my home, sir. I couldn't allow you assassins to roam around doing violence. Well, we are not assassins. You could have fooled me. I think you look the part quite nicely. I am the protector of Licorice City, the last of a long line of knights who seek to protect the shelter of Licorice Caves, from the brutality of the rest of Candyland. Plumpy steps forward, uh, approaches Lord Licorice with his hands outstretched. Lord Licorice looks down at Plumpy, who gazes up at him warmly. Lord Licorice's hard expression softens, <laughs> and he looks back at Plumpy, who smiles as his eyes begins to glow with a gentle purple light. 
He's speaking the truth. He loves Lolly and his people. He's no tyrant, just someone who misses someone very much. Plumpy looks back to the twins who look at each other. Plumpy, is that like a magic power you have? (laughs) In moments of reverie, we sugar plumpkins see the truth. I love this side of you, dude. What is happening? (laughs) We believe you. Lord Licorice? You got a nickname? I do not. What about Lee? You know, like Lee Corish. Or shit. Lee Co. What are you doing? Please don't mind our, my brother. We drank a bunch of that drink that tastes like... Anise? Yes, and wow, this really isn't the best time for us to have, be having this conversation. Time is of the essence, could you please? Uh, as he fully steps down the steps, he trips a little, but catches himself. Okay, since everyone's being honest, and honestly so nice about this, I'm pretty drunk too. <laughs> I was planning on drinking till I forgot my problems, and suddenly someone was like, Assassins are sneaking into the castle through the sewers, let me go and catch them. And I thought, sure, that, that always makes me feel better. <laughs> They all look at each other and one by one all start to sort of laugh at the weirdness of the situation and their sudden but real comfort with each other. A licorice soldier smiles and sort of chuckles and another one looks at him like, come on, be professional. <laughs> Dude, we have such good news for you. We really just wanted to ask you, what was up? What was going on? We don't work for the king anymore, like willingly? At all. And there's no way I'd ever go in a sewer. That's gross. Lord Lickers and Hansel laugh some more. Plumpy has fallen to the floor laughing. <laughs> Wait, we went right to the market after we ditched those creeps when we got in. Is it possible to get into the castle through the sewers? Oh, for sure. Easy, even. Wait, really? <laughs> There's a sudden loud bang as something impacts against the door of the throne room. Lickers guards run to the door as Gretel, Hansel, and Lord Lickers ready themselves. Lord Lickers fl- flicks out a long black whip as a flash of white hits the ground next to him. What the hell was that? Plumpy, his eyes still glowing slightly, points up to a windowsill high above the throne room. Oh no! It's Mr. Mint! I think he's mad at us! Mr. Mint is crouched on the windowsill above, his spindly, candy-king legs seemingly almost spider-like, sticking out far above the rest of his body as he perches, bringing the end of his axe handle to up to fire another blowgun dart. What are we doing? Everyone run! He's trying to kill us! <laughs> another dart hits the ground as they scatter. Across the room, we see the door smash as Jolly, swinging his gumdrop hammer and screaming with rage, charges into the room. Jolly swings his hammer at Lord at, uh, Licorice Guard, and they fly backward like they were hit with an explosive, smashing through one of the red crystal windows. Mr. Mint's creepy legs scuttle over the windowsill and hop down to the floor, landing while the top half of his body remains eerily steady, loading their dart into his axe handle. I got the big gumdrop. Hansel, keep Mint away from Licorice. Plumpy, stay back and hide. I can protect myself. Hey, nothing wrong with having someone watch your back, Lee. Gretel and Hansel sprint off to their, at their targets and Lord Licorice follows. Oh, I can help too. I lied earlier. I'm actually really bad at hiding. Oh, let me help. 
Mr. Mint, back up to his full height, charges toward Hansel and the Lord Licorice. A licorice guard jumps into his path, readying his black candy sword to stop Mr. Mint. Mr. Mint fires the dart and it hits the guard in the leg. The guard screams and grabs his leg, dropping the sword as the leg starts to turn brittle and crystalline. Mint draws another dart as he approaches, stabbing it into the back of the guard's helmet and then bringing down his axe in one swift motion to remove the guard's head. The head shatters against the floor. Definitely would appreciate some backwashing, Lee. He's fighting with poison. Get the axe. Montage, the Battle of Licorice Castle. Time for a big old fight scene, y'all. We cut back and forth between Lord Licorice, his whip cutting a cool arc around his body as he keeps Mr. Mint distracted, Hansel nimbly dodging the swings of the axe as he makes his way to the fallen soldier's sword, and Gretel taking on Jolly. As Gretel charges forward, Jolly smashes down the last Licorice soldier with his hammer, giving her an opportunity to bring down a, to really kick the shit out of the back of one of his legs, bringing him down to one of his knees. As he throws back his arm to swing the hammer, she grabs it, using the force of his swing to pull him backward, slamming him down on his back. She quickly gets to her feet and jumps, doing a full-on Mario stomp on uh, Jolly's chest. With Lord Licorice's unpredictable lash striking him, Mr. Mint still tries to focus on Hansel, who's gotten in close and basically just keeps shoving Mint, dodging to another angle, and then shoving him again. Mint's getting pissed. Plumpy, his eyes glow, still glowing just a bit, looks back and forth in panic at the two fights. Across the room, Gretel has just jumped off Jolly's chest and runs to grab one of the guard's weapons. Jolly is quick on his feet. Gretel, watch out! Plumpy brings his hands together in front of his medallion and a small purple ball of light forms and shoots out as Plumpy points his furry paw. It flies across the room and hits Jolly's big gumdrop-shaped head, which immediately explodes in a shower of multicolored gummies. Gretel, who is charging uh, with a black candy sword, skids to a stop, looking at Plumpy in disbelief. Plumpy! What was that? Plumpy is jumping up and down, celebrating. (laughs) You're it! (laughs) <laughs> Gretel looks at Jolly, whose head is starting to regrow, and readies her sword as the behemoth charges blindly at her. Gretel jumps out of the way as Jolly runs right through the shattered window and out of the castle, falling into darkness. Mr. Mint, his hard candy features barely showing the rage he's clearly feeling, stops fighting for a minute and begins to back up as Hansel and Lord Licorice, uh, uh, from back up from Hansel and Lord Licorice, drawing three darts and holding them like a fan in his hand. He flicks out his arm as his long legs flex under him, pouncing him up to the windowsill as the darts whiz toward their targets. Hansel quickly ducks as the dart sails over his head, and with a twirl and a deft flick, the whip of Lord Licorice smacks down the dart, meant for him in midair. They look up, and Mr. Mint has escaped. But that was great! I am loving the whip thing! That's so cool, you gotta give me a lesson. From across the room, they hear Gretel yell. Hansel! Plumpy is hurt! Hansel and Lord Licorice run to Plumpy, who's lying on the ground, panting in pain. His leg is crystallized up to the waist. Hansel drops to his size. Side. Oh shit! Plumpy! Don't worry, we can fix this, okay? Hansel sniffs the wound on Plumpy's leg and looks to Gretel. Peppermint pit! Oh my god, I can't say that. <laughs> okay, one second. Peppermint poison! Gretel, he needs help! Gretel looks to Lord Licorice. Look... That was just a taste of what King Candy is capable of sending our way. We need to get out of the city so I can get us to a place to help our friend. Do you mean... Ah, shit. I'm coming with you. I must find my betrothed. Something has happened to her and the king is clearly responsible. Betrothed? Yes, fiancé, whatever you call it. Why? Ah, shit. 
what a ride! Excellent, what a excellent, ride. excellent. Oh, work, everybody. That was great. All right, and for our last uh, scene of this episode, diving into Candyland, uh, the script is written by our own Spencer Blair. Spencer, uh-huh. take it away. All right, I'll take us through the last third of the second third of this part six. <laughs> part six of nine. Uh, damn. All right. Interior licorice candy liquor. Let's try this. You're again. doing great, bud. Thanks, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Interior, Licorice Castle, evening. Plumpy's room is both literally and figuratively dark. The floor is made of strips of dark black licorice ropes that gently give way when you step on them. The walls are cut bricks of red and black licorice placed in elaborate geometrical designs. The moon, a large yellow-brown orb with several big chunks of chocolate, peeks through the window, lending a little light. Licorice sconces hold burning candles, casting light on the gloomy figures in this room. Against one wall stands Gretel, caring for Hansel, whose wound is still bleeding. He winces with pain as she pulls shards of candy cane embedded in his skin. By the door, Lord Licorice paces with all the determination of a man who has no idea of what to do. Plumpy lays in the bed, eyes closed, murmuring and shivering. And Henry, a tall, thin wizard with a cotton candy beard, stands over him, waving several pixie sticks. He murmurs something to himself that sounds like Abba Zabba, breaks the pixie sticks over Plumpy, and puts his hand to his head. Lord Licorice explodes in the silence. Well? The wizard slowly turns to him. I'm sorry, my Licorice liege, but there's nothing I can do. Lord Licorice charges towards him. Henry, you're the best sacromancer in my kingdom. Yes, and even if I brought together all the best sacromancers in the land, we could not help you. Mr. Mint's candy cane is a powerful relic whose powers are not all all easily reversed. What will happen to Plumpy? He's freezing. The mint in his veins is cooling his body, crystallizing his flesh, and turning him into a candy cane. Oh, Henry! Look, it's already begun. Henry pulls back the blankets on Plumpy. On his chest, we see the point where Mr. Mint's candy cane pierced his skin. From that central point, his skin and fur have gotten lighter in color, and it seems to be expanding. From the central point, we can see small red bands beginning to spread. There must be a mystical potion, perhaps some exotic ingredient. I swear by all spires in Licorice Castle. Tell me what it is, where to find it, and I'll save the life of poor Plumpy, else I die. My liege, there is no such item or potion. Indeed, it's not a what or a where that should concern you, uh, but a whom. Then whom can I call on? We see the hair on the necks of Hansel and Gretel stand up and they clasp hands. There's only one powerful enough to reverse Mr. Mint's magic and save his life. Hansel and Gretel look to each other, eyes locked in fear. The saccharine sorceress of the peanut brittle plains. The witch. Cut two. Exterior Licorice Castle. The next morning, Lord Licorice gently clear. Lord Licorice gently carries Plumpy, wrapped in blankets, to one of the three gummy bear steeds waiting by the gate. Hansel, Gretel, and Henry follow behind. Hansel, Gretel, I know you fear the witch. I can take Plumpy myself, and you can head towards the candy castle. No. Plumpy has been our guide through Candyland. It's not right to leave him behind now. He's not just our guide. He's our friend. I understand. 
then I shall take you under under my charge as well. Lord Licorice holds... Uh, oh, well, I guess I didn't finish writing that line. Um, <laughs> he just holds a bright. He holds a bright. Let me well, just... Lord Licorice takes a moment to do some uh, screenwriting. And... <laughs> <laughs> screenwriting live on air. Okay, there we go. Lord Licorice opening his candy laptop. <laughs> Lord Licorice puts on his licorice glasses and goes, hmm, what would work best in this moment? <laughs> Lord Licorice holds his blade in front of them. By the blade of the Red Lady of Licorice City, I shall protect your lives as if they were my own. Henry approaches with a small fruit... Le- <laughs> Henry approaches with a small fruit leather bag. Take these before you go. These cinnamon candies will slow Mr. Mint's cold, but only for so long. Give them to him as often as you can. Lord Licorice reaches inside and pulls out several red hots. He pulls back the blanket on Plumpy, and we see that the cold has spread across his chest, up his neck, and onto his left arm. The red swirls emanating from his wound go all the way to his elbow and his lips. Always a fairly dark shade of... uh, The red swirls emanating from his wound go all the way to his elbow and his lips. Always a fairly dark shade of green have started to turn blue. Lord Licorice feeds several red hots to Plumpy, and we see him wince with slight pain and then let out one long, relieved sigh. Hansel and Gretel, already mounted on their gummy bears, look on as Lord Licorice leaps onto his. Henry, send word to the people, to the sugar men of the west, the Duke of Swirl to the south, and all others who may join our cause to meet at the steps of the Candy Castle. We fight for peace and justice. But if Plumpy dies, I fight for vengeance. Lord Licorice digs his heels into the gummy bear, which rears back, lets out a loud roar, and begins charging down the road. Hansel and Gretel follow behind. Exterior, traveling westward, continuous. We see our band of heroes traveling through the Licorice Mountains. They move quickly, not knowing how long Plumpy may have. Gummy worms crawl along the ground, nourishing the roots of large redwood licorice trees, twirling into the sky and letting hang their licorice rope. A stream bubbling with Swedish fish makes their way upstream to mate or be caught by gummy bears. Gummy butterflies swirl lazily in groves as our heroes rush through. Exterior, base of licorice mountains, night. At the base of the mountain, they stop to make camp. Lord Licorice and Gretel watch the campfire as it heats their hot chocolate, and Hansel tends to Plumpy, who lays as close to the fire as he can. The blanket is pulled back, revealing that the candy cane swirls have made it to his hand and are starting to arc their way up his chin. Hansel gently strokes Plumpy's fur as he lays shivering. They all sit quietly for a moment. You two should head towards the castle. We will as soon as we know Plumpy is safe. No, you have to go now. Going to Grandma Nut's cottage is not safe for you. You don't know that witch like we do. That witch brought the candy wars to an end and saved the kingdom. Yes, because it was advantageous for her to do so. Do you think that if her lair laid in Chocoland, she would have fought on your side? King Candy has already turned Mr. Mint and Jolly. What makes you think he hasn't gotten to the witch? I can't be sure. But what choice do I have? Leave him to die? And what choice do we have? Leave you to trust the most evil creature in all of Candyland to save Plumpy from a creature she may be working with? You don't trust me. We don't trust her! And you don't know her like we do. 
Unless we're there, she may kill you and Plumpy. Stop it, both of you. Can we stop talking about Plumpy like he's already dead? He may be able to hear you. No, Lord Licorice says he can help us and save Plumpy, and we owe it to Plumpy to try. And this is our quest, Lord Licorice, not yours. You may be a lord, but we have the Guidestones, and we will decide how to follow them. I merely meant to... I know what you meant to do, but what you are going to do is listen to us when we say we are going to the witch's lair with you, and then on to Candy Castle. You may trust that old witch, but you don't know her like we do. She held us prisoner in her home, preparing us for a meal. But in that time, we saw her for what she truly is. We heard her when she thought no one was listening. We saw the glint in her lying eyes. We tasted the sweetness of the venom in her voice. She may be an ally, but only a fool... Uh, sorry. She may be an ally, but only a fool would take her for a friend. The witch is a tool that can and will turn on you in an instant. My friends, please forgive me for, for this fault. I sought to protect you from a past curse, but your wise counsel has not fallen upon deaf ears. Together we shall make haste to the doors of the wretched witch of the wastes, and together we shall save Plumpy and the entire Candy Kingdom. Hansel looks to Gretel. Together? Together. Lord Licorice and Gretel look to the fire. Hansel continues to care for Plumpy. The camera pans upward to the sky, where we see the cookie moon waning as if it were being eaten, and a shooting star bursts quietly in the sky. Cut to. Exterior, peanut brittle plains the next morning. Our heroes have already packed up camp and are riding their gummy bears through the peanut brittle plains, a marshy wasteland where the sun heats the peanut brittle into pools of bubbling sugary gloop, and the cold nights freeze them back into their hardened panes of opaque golden brown glass. They all move slowly to not get stuck in the peanut goop. Plumpy lays on Lord Licorice's lap, where his teeth have begun to chatter as the minty cold makes its way through his body. Is Plumpy okay? He's failing, but we've got some time. I can hear his teeth chattering from here. Can you give him another red hot? I'm afraid I gave him the last one a little over an hour ago. A pool of peanut gloop bubbles a little more than normal as Hansel passes by. Then we have to hurry. The three of us cannot go faster, lest we get stuck in these sugar swamps. Were it just me, my steed shadow snacks, <laughs> I could traverse this whole swamp in leaps and bounds in half the time. Hansel's gummy bear accidentally sets foot in some of the peanut goop. The brown glob quickly and quietly moves up the bear's leg. In fact, if I had been on my own, I'd already be at Grandma Nat's hut, and Plumpy would be whistling or bouncing or whatever he does when he's happy. He sings. <laughs> well, then he'd be singing to his heart's content, and I'd be accompanying him on my candolin. Unfortunately, you're stuck with us. The brown glob has now moved up Hansel's coat and quickly moves to cover his mouth. Hansel shouts, but his calls are muffled by the glob. Hansel tries to remove the glob, but his fingers just move through it. He looks back and the pools of peanut goop are grabbing his steed and coagulating into a form behind him. He tries to scream, but he can't. I totally lost my place. I'm so sorry. Unacceptable. That's just as bad as editing during a live recording. <laughs> if I hadn't been born a prince, I would have been traveling a traveling bard. I would sing the songs of heroes of ages past and the great deeds and terrible cruelties of Chocoland. Oh, I'm sure you would. You'd set up in town until the townspeople chased you away with pitchforks. The glob behind Hansel is now transformed into a humanoid peanut, peanut brittle warrior, 
and as his flesh hardens into a solid form, its arms sharpen themselves into blades. Hansel's eyes go wide as he tries to scream again to no avail. The only way I'd get chased out is if folk from the next town overdrove me into their loving arms. Hansel, how long do you think they could handle him in Cupcake Village? One night or one hour? Silence. Hansel? As Gretel turns back to look at Hansel, she is confronted by the image of her twin brother slowly being coated in peanut brittle, while a blade-armed sugary nightmare approaches him from behind. She screams, and Lord Licorice turns back. Hansel! Go! What? Go, Licorice! We can handle the witch's brittle battalions! You go and save Plumpy! But... If you're so fast on your own, prove it! By this time, Gretel has already jumped off her gummy bear and pulled out her glistening white sugar sword. She charges to attack as Lord Licorice spurs his steed onward, nimbly jumping between pools. Hansel, eat the brittle! He looks at her confused for a moment. It's candy! Eat it! Hansel hears this and would have done a could-have-had-a-V-eight thing, but he is fully restrained. He starts chomping away at the blob on his face. Uh, Gretel deftly sweeps behind his gummy bear and catches a swing from the brittle battalion just in time. Their swords clang loudly in the quiet air. The brittle steps back and throws its other arm back, creating a new sword for its other hand. Gretel sets her footing and blows some of her blonde hair out of her eyes. Cut two. Exterior. The peanut, the peanut brittle wastes continuous. Lord Licorice rides his steed quickly and precisely through the sugar swamps. But as he's going, he notices that the pools are bubbling up around him, and hands start reaching up out of the murk. He quickly pulls out his whip and, and starts chopping them off as they fall limply back into the pool. He looks down at Plumpy, whose visible breath is a sure sign that he is close to freezing. Lord Licorice digs his heel in, and Shadow Snacks runs even faster than before. Cut two. Exterior. The peanut brittle waste. Continuous. The brittle attacks Gretel. It swings both arms wildly, but Gretel catches each blow with grace and power. She parries two of its attacks and goes for a swing at its torso, and the blade passes through the creature. If it could smile menacingly, it would. Gretel is so shocked that the brittle swings its sword and cuts her side a little. She yells in pains and falls to one knee. The brittle keeps swinging at her with a barrage of attacks as she holds up her sword. She begins to falter with every hit, seemingly done for. The brittle attacks one more time and knocks her sword out of her hand. Gretel looks down, tears in her eyes. Suddenly, the brittle lets out a hideous screech and starts waving around wildly. Its sword arms wave in the air frantically at nothing. It swings around and we see that Hansel has jumped on its back and has a mouthful of brittle. He spits it out and looks at Gretel. It's candy! And Hansel goes in for another bright. Gretel lays down, defeated, and blacks out. Cut to exterior grandma's no. grandma nuts hut continuous lord licorice oh, yeah. <laughs> lord licorice's steed leaps over countless pools of brittle as he slices the hands forming out of them ahead is a circle of giant peanut bushes obscuring the source of a small bit of smoke rising into the air shadow snacks speeds towards this grove dodging between trees until we see a cute gingerbread house lord licorice grabs plumpy and sprints to the door banging on it with his fist well, well, well. Look who's returned to mine. As Grandma Nut opens the door, her eyes widen. Licorice, what are you doing here? Licorice, out of breath, pulls the blanket off Plumpy's face. His face is entirely white with red stripes, but he is still breathing. This is Mr. Minstu. Bring him in now. Lord Licorice quickly brings Plumpy inside and Grandma Nut slams the door shut. Exterior, Grandma Nut's hut, later in the afternoon. 
From between the trees, we see Hansel, covered in peanut brittle, riding his gummy bear to Grandma Nut's home. In his arms, he holds Gretel, who is still fast asleep. The gummy bear slowly plods through the trees towards the hut and then falls itself. Hansel picks himself and his twin up, walking towards the hut. Grandma Nut opens her door and walks towards them. Well, well, well. Look who's returned to mine. Hansel collapses on the ground. God damn it. <laughs> Lord Licorice runs out from behind her. My friends, you made it. Huzzah! Is Plumpy okay? He'll be right as rain in a few short days. Now please, come inside and make yourself at home. <gasps> Ooh. Not Grandma Nut Hut. Boy, not, not, Welcome to Grandma Nut Hut, <laughs> baby. Not Hut. Let the record show that is what it's called on the candy <laughs> Yeah, no yeah I stayed true to the source material. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, everybody, good work tonight. Yeah, awesome yeah. stuff, everyone. Um. So yeah, really that is. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that is part two of three of our Candyland series. Uh, tune in for our next episode yes. where we will finish this movie off. <laughs> when we'll do Woo! all of the last parts and we and we will conclude Candyland, the full motion picture, for your enjoyment. Uh, before we go, we just want to remind you of a couple things. Uh, number one, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're Please Make This or Please Make This Pod just about everywhere. Uh, also, make sure you're checking out Machine Culture. They have a bunch of other great podcasts you should be checking out. Um, they're also on all of those social media, so make sure you're taking a look at them. Um, and also make sure that whatever you're using to uh, listen to this episode, make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing, especially rate and review. Every time you do that, someone awesome like you can find and enjoy this podcast just as much as you do. And uh, we only have one last thing we want to remind everyone, and that's to please, please, please this. this show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.